Good morning and welcome to Lighthouse Morning Manna. Um, on Mondays, we have been walking through the book of Proverbs, and we're in Proverbs chapter 26, but we're not going to dive back into that today. We're going to wait and, and do that in January to finish up um, the book of Proverbs next year. How about that for a statement? But this December, what I'd like to do is I'd like to take a look at some important things for us to recognize about why do we celebrate the birth of Jesus. And so, would you please pray with me, and we're going to look at one of those items today. Father, I, I do thank you so much for the amount of um, detail that you have given to us to give us confidence. In a court of law, Lord, it's called evidence to support our case. And so, Lord, help us to hear the evidence presented today that gives us greater confidence, continued confidence, or maybe new confidence about our faith in Jesus. So we ask that you would bless our time now. Thank you, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. In the book of Revelation, in chapter 20, John makes a statement, and he says this, for the, this is chapter 19, um, and actually it is verse 10. <laughs> he says, For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So there's something unique about prophecy. The Bible is very unique about prophecy. It creates um, <coughs> excuse me, the, the legitimacy of the fact that it's not written by man, but it's written by someone who exists outside of man because of the consistency of the message, but the focal point of the message of the Bible. The focal point of the message of the Bible is Jesus. And, and so one of the places that we should look is we should look throughout the Bible, <laughs> excuse me, for prophecies pointing us to Jesus. Well, one of them that is profound is found in the book of Isaiah, beginning in the chapter in chapter seven, and and so what's happening here is we have the king of Judah, um, and he's got a problem. His problem is his brother, who is the king of Israel. That's the northern part. The nation is now divided, and the northern part. Um, he's got a squabble with his brother Ahaz. Um, in the south, and so he's, he's gone out and, and got some allegiances, some people to get all riled up and to come and to attack um, King Ahaz there in Judah. And, and so God sends Isaiah, the prophet, to King Ahaz, and this is what he says. And the Lord said to Isaiah, go out to meet Ahaz, you and Shir Yashub, your son, at the end of the conduit of the upper pool on the highway to the washer's field, and say to him, Be careful, be quiet, do not fear, and do not let your heart be faint because of these two smoldering stumps of firebrands at the fierce angle, anger of Rezin and Syria and the son of Ramalia, because Syria and Ephraim and of the son of Ramalia 
has devised evil against you, saying, Let us go up against Judah and terrify it, and let us conquer it for ourselves, and set up the son of Tabeel as the king in the midst of it. Thus says the Lord God. So God is saying to Ahaz, Hey, don't, don't be anxious, don't be fearful. Um, and, and then he says very specifically, It shall not stand, and it shall not come to pass. Don't worry about it. I'm going to deal with this for you. For the head of Syria is Damascus, and the head of Damascus is resin, and within 65 years Ephraim will be shattered from being a people, and the head of Ephraim is Samaria, and the head of Samaria is the son of Ramalia. And if you're not firm in faith, you will not be firm at all, right? So again the Lord spoke to Ahaz, ask a sign of the Lord your God, let it be deep as Sheol or as high as heaven. But Ahaz, so here's Ahab's response to God. He's saying, hey, God is actually saying to him, Ahaz, I want you to ask me. Ask me a sign. Ask of me of anything. And he says, don't just ask a little thing. Ask a huge thing. Something as, as low as hell, if you will, or as high as heaven. But I want something, if you will, astronomical. Don't be afraid of me. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, and I will not put the Lord to the test. And he said, so this is Isaiah now responding, Hear then, O house of David, is it too little for you to weary men that you weary my God also? Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. So here is Ahaz, not uncommon to many men who are fearful of God, you know, I'm not going to deal with God. I don't want to address him. I'm not going to test him. You know, I'm not going to put my trust in him. And Isaiah the prophet is saying, but God is going to give you something to put your trust in. In fact, what he says is, is therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign, something to recognize, something to identify, something that's astronomical, something that man cannot do, but only God can. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Well, let's just flip down the road, if you will, of 700 years. 700 years takes us to the birth of Jesus. And Matthew gives us this short account, beginning in verse 18. It says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. So she's a virgin, right? Just like what the prophecy stated. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins. Jesus, Yeshua, means Jehovah saves, just so that we know. Um, but he's going to save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord has spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgins shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. And when Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and he took his wife, but he knew her not until she gave birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. The fulfillment 
of prophecy by a God that we do not need to fear, but by a God who is able to do exceedingly abundant beyond all that we can think or imagine because one of the things that he did was he saved us from our sin through his son, born of a virgin, conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of a virgin, so that we might know him and his message of salvation, which is in Jesus and Jesus alone. In 1 John 5, it says, If we receive the testimony of men, the testimony of God is greater. For this is the testimony of God, that he is born concerning his son. Here's what God says about his son. Whoever believes in the Son of God has the testimony in himself. Whoever does not believe God has made him a liar because he has not believed in the testimony that God has borne concerning his Son. The testimony came from Isaiah clearly 700 years before the birth of Jesus. God is saying, this is my Son. And so he goes on in verse 4, 11 and he says, and this is a testimony that God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his Son, and whoever has the Son has life, and whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. Jesus is the life for us to have eternal life that we only have to believe in. Watch this. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. See, folks, I don't hope for eternal life. I know that I have eternal life because it's not based upon my righteousness or my goodness or, or how much tithe I might give or anything like that whatsoever. It's based all upon, all upon this gift from God in his son Jesus who came to die on a cross to pay for my sin, your sin, our sin, and to conquer our greatest enemy, which is death because he rose from the grave to give us eternal life. That's the testimony of God. That's the sign that God has given to us. How great is our God. God bless you all and look forward to meeting with you again next Monday.